Welcome to the Coaching Focus podcast. I'm Trayton Vance, CEO and founder of Coaching Focus. I've been coaching for over 25 years and I wanted to share that experience and those lessons learned with you. I will converse with fellow coaches, chief executive officers, senior leaders and HR professionals to bring you insight into how coaching is being used, the current thinking around coaching and new ideas that will hopefully ignite your thinking and help to facilitate coaching for a better tomorrow. So on International Women's Day, we wanted to bring together a group of individuals to give their perspective of equality within the workplace and within the world. And imagine a gender equal world, a world which is free of bias, stereotypes and discrimination, a world that's diverse, equitable and inclusive a world where difference is valued and celebrated. So please sit back and enjoy a collection of women who have come together to give their perspective. Janet, it's lovely to see you. Just to give our listeners an understanding of you and the context, you're a 21-year-old student at Bath University doing sports management and in your final year. And you're also a gold scholar at the Bath University. And you're about to move from, I guess, campus to corporate. Uh, But before that, you're going to go and do some traveling because you're a yoga teacher and also uh, expert in meditation. And that has formed part of your dissertation. So I'd love you to tell our listeners about the dissertation and the learnings that you've gained from that around leadership. Yes. So my full title for my dissertation is what would the impact be on society if more workplace leaders had a consistent meditation practice? So it's looking at the current state of leadership. And when I ask people to describe the current state of leadership, some people would say it is quite chaotic, quite a lot of egos, quite a a lot of decisions are made in the pursuit of profit rather than looking at human well-being. So what we found is that with meditation, it allows somebody or it allows a leader to pause, to go inwards, to then develop a sense of patience with themselves, more self-compassion, and they develop a better understanding of human behaviour so with that they have more empathy because they're better able to put themselves in somebody else's perspective and this can be really really beneficial for diversity as well understanding people that are different to yourself and understanding other people's needs and you also develop a sense of care for other people so you almost step into that role of a servant-based leader so looking at how best you can serve other people You also build a sense of humility and authenticity. And these are traits that we really admire in people in everyday life. They're often quite rare. But within leaders, we don't often see these traits. So meditation can help leaders and they can help people to almost character correct themselves and to build a stronger sense of themselves and their true nature So they can start to make decisions that are more in line with their values. They can also develop a core set of values. For example, they might develop and realise that trust is quite important to them. Honesty is quite important to them. So they can start to make decisions which are guided by that core set of values rather than from a sense of fear and a sense of ego. 
that's fantastic. So some amazing what I would call human traits and human skills coming through there. And, and use the term leader. Did your research show any difference between those traits in male or female leaders? So what I found was that with these individuals that I interviewed that had a consistent meditation practice, they had a really good balance of what we would traditionally perceive as male traits and feminine qualities. So those male traits, for example, resilience and those feminine tra- traits, for example, compassion, I saw like a real good balance within those people because maybe because they had built up their sense of self. And with the males, they said predominantly with leaders, we think of a conventional leader as needing to be quite strong, show resilience, show little emotion. But with the males that I interviewed, they were able to show a sense of empathy, a sense of compassion because they were able to be themselves and they recognised that it's important to be like that. So your study showed that by raising self-awareness was able to tap into is that their self, as you say, and understand yeah. and utilise those leadership traits more effectively rather than being drawn into a default male leadership style. Yeah, they were able to be guided by their almost their inner essence and their inner self because they had a better self-awareness. They were able to understand themselves better. So they were able to understand other people better so they were able to make decisions that were the best for those around them not only for themselves great and so some really interesting um, findings in your dissertation give, give me an understanding around as a as a young female just about to move out of the university world into the sort of work world or world of work I should say some of your hopes and fears for moving into that world from a a, a sort of equality basis? So I mainly have hope, to be honest with you. I think that I've moved from a sense of fear, maybe that is through my own consistent meditation practice. And I don't see fear as that useful unless it's converted into courage. So if I do come across a situation in the future and it does spark fear within me in terms of inequality I hope that I'll be able to use my voice to be able to speak out and I would definitely encourage any of your listeners they don't have to just be female they might be a minority in the sense of class or just from their experiences or an ethnic minority if you see something that doesn't feel right have the confidence to be brave and speak out against your needs because in terms of the system it's mainly put down to the individual the individual needs to speak up because the system doesn't currently support perhaps people that aren't fitting into the status quo so ultimately what we need to do in the future is we need to start to change systems now to allow people to be themselves and to bring them their whole selves to work almost and to bring those differences because that's really important for creativity and that's also just important for for equality so we can like work in more harmony so your hope is that the system continues to change and adjust so that it looks at the individual regardless of their background gender ethnicity etc so to create a real equality within the work the workplace 
yeah, it's looking at people as as people, not I am I am male, I am this, I'm an ethnic minority. It's just looking at people for who they are, the skill sets that they bring, and that they can bring those skill sets to them their employers so they can experience more joy in their workplace and then they can start to experience more joy in other aspects of their life because ultimately you spend so much time at, at work and it should be somewhere that you feel comfortable, you should be able to feel safe and you should feel like you should, can be yourself in that environment. And what would be your advice to current leaders who are leading and and sort of facilitating those systems at the moment? I would say to have an honest look at your organisation and to just really be honest with yourself. Like if you're noticing that you're having quite a high turnover rate of, say, women and ethnic minorities, really question, are we doing enough? look at the reasons why they're leaving have honest conversations with those people have honest conversations with your recruitment practices because obviously biases do exist they always will exist we have a natural tendency to hire people which are similar to our, ourselves so just really have those honest conversations and be real with yourself. Do you actually want to achieve diversity? Like have a look at the benefits of, of diversity or do you just want to maintain a status quo? Because that's quite easy to do. But real main, meaningful change is going to be looking at how you're currently operating. It's beyond hiring practices. It's not having like, say, a target that we're going to have this percentage of ethnic minorities hired but how are you going to actually support those people in them roles how are you going to help to make sure that they're promoted that they can progress within that organization that they have the mentorship that they have the opportunities to really express themselves and to bring themselves to work so what i'm hearing here is for current leaders to be honest with themselves honest with the approach and authentic with the approach that they're taking to create yeah. a world where people to just come to work and be themselves no matter what. And I think it's really important as well that leaders are also role models here. There's quite a lot of responsibility within the leader. I would say that, you know, it's really important for themselves to take some time to rest and restore so that when they do come to work, they are their, their best selves and they can be a good example to those around them because they are in a leadership position even if they don't see themselves as a leader if you're managing and you're working with people people will predominantly look up to you so you have a responsibility there to really take care of yourself so that people can see that and then they're as a result going to take care of themselves and then they'll be able to then empower those around them and that's just going to have benefits all round. So being self-aware enables you to be aware of others, which mm. then helps you to notice that things may not be equal and gives you the energy and the awareness to be able to create equalness. Yeah, because that's that's really important. It's I think people like want change and it's really important, like the way things are, are going and it's like looking very positive, but there's still a lot to be done. So it's just looking within the systems within yourself and just take small steps like you don't have to it doesn't have to be really scary and difficult just take small steps in in the right direction and eventually people around you will get on board as well and then it can be like a team effort it doesn't have to be up to you as an individual like you have a team around you that you can support that can support you to get there just as a 
leader we're just trying to create that vision for people so we, so we can get like buy-in and you can work towards that goal and that vision to have greater equality within your organization so what you're saying is work together to create that environment to create yeah. that system for a better tomorrow 100 percent. great shannon thank you so much so welcome amelia amelia's a 23 year old uh, university student studying at loughborough and studying textiles she's in her fourth year um, and just about to make the move from campus to corporate. So, Amelia, tell us about your experience as a woman going through university and your experience of making that next move into the working world. Firstly, uh, thanks for having me. My experiences of university as being a woman, there's kind of been two key parts of my university experience growing up at Loughborough. Um, one being kind of the obvious of, of Loughborough, which is the sport, um, and then the other, which is my course of textiles, so the art world. Um, so I'll start with the sport side of my experience of Loughborough. Um, firstly, I can't speak anything more positive about Loughborough. I've loved my experience here. Um, being such a sporty university, obviously you do kind of get the the natural divide in sport between girls and boys, which is just kind of the scientific of you're a female body, you're a male body, and that is why you're categorised into different different groups. But I've never felt that there is a unfair or unequal opportunity for either girls or boys um, at Loughborough, or to be honest, throughout my whole life of experiencing the sports world. Um, I've been very lucky to be I have trained with some really good coaches, um, amazing athletes, and I've always felt that every opportunity that could have been there was there, um, if, like if I was a girl or if I was a boy. Um, I've never experienced any inequality. Um, I would say as, as a general around Loughborough, there is quite um, that strong kind of male dominance. So I guess you could feel a little bit if you weren't that confident within the sports world or that side of it, the, there's a lot of kind of bravado within a lot of the male sports that can be off-putting. Um, so I would say that would be the only thing. Um, but that would more be off the sports field and within the social areas of Loughborough. Um, you can just be walking down the high street and then a massive group of boys could be walking towards you, which as a woman could feel a little bit intimidating. Um, but personally I felt that as a woman I've had every opportunity and every right to enjoy Loughborough just as much as um, any kind of male student that's come here. Um, Thank you Amelia and and you've talked that about mainly about the sport what about the sort of the educational element and the textiles and then moving into the the corporate world? Yeah so um, I chosen to study textiles um, at Loughborough coming from kind of a fine art background at school I fully enjoyed it um, I would say I find it quite difficult to um, kind of judge the equality for women and girls just because it, all my experience within the art world has been so woman dominated um, that I feel that from my perspective women are almost from my not looking from an outsider's point of view but from just what I've experienced it's been very dominated by women so in my view it seems that women always have the upper hand now I know that's not true over the whole of like as you move into corporate there are many the predominant of 
business kind of leaders within a company are males within fashion um but yeah I would say what during my time at Loughborough I'm in basically an all-girl cohort and there's one boy on our course so yeah I kind of feel more the inequality would be to the boy I guess um but I've had a mixture of male and female tutors. So I'd say that side of the kind of educational side is very equal. Um, I see no difference between getting tutored by a male and tutored by a woman. They both have kind of different experiences, different kind of qualities, which I love hearing from both of them. Um, But yeah, moving into corporate, I did one year out in industry, so I'd have had a small taste of what it would be like after I graduate. Um, But again, when I was in industry, all the companies, so three out of the four companies that I spent some time with were all woman led. Um, Again, I loved kind of having that kind of girl boss vibe with all the all the kind of small teams which were running these kind of amazing companies um they did have some negative sides of this like obviously women can be a little bit more catty so there was that side of it but I'm sure men have their side of being catty as well but um yeah from from a female perspective I'd say we're really well represented within fashion um especially well more so within the textiles industry um there's actually a quote that I heard not that long ago saying that I guess kind of kind of questions the uh, equality, but um, it says it's only craft until a man likes it, and then it's art. So I think there still is that underlying issue of when a woman is creating, it is seen as a craft. Um, but then if a man likes that craft, then he turns it into an art. So I think there still is that issue from an outsider's point of view looking into the corporate world of potentially if a woman um creates a piece um and it's only taken seriously by women it's not as um uh, i guess important or seen as a higher art as if a man saw it and he liked it um and then that same piece could be turned into art instead of craft um i don't know if i 100 percent agree with it but i thought it was quite an interesting quote that um that i heard it's a very interesting quote, Amelia. And yeah. With that in mind, and moving into the sort of the fashion, art, textiles world, what are your hopes and fears for women moving into the future? Oh gosh. Um, well, I'm kind of currently applying to jobs, and I would say when I'm applying, there's no question of your gender. There's a lot of questions of your ethnicity, your background. Um, and that side of it. So I'd like to think that a lot of the um, the kind of um, employment kind of decisions are not made on genders. Um, you do have to tick the box, but I, I, I don't think the emphasis is on that anymore, which I think is great. Um, I think moving forward, I've never really considered, I guess, because I've been very fortunate to grow up with so many opportunities as a woman, um, I've never really considered that that might hold me back moving into the industry. But I think that's also clear because I'm going into such a creative industry, which girls and women have been in that industry for for such a long time compared to other industries of, say, more industrial side or more engineering um, or scientific where girls haven't really been allowed in. Um, so for me, going into the kind of creative fashion side of the corporate world, I I don't know if I'm being naive, but I don't feel like I have any fears 
well, I have a lot of fears, but not the side of having equality as a woman. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of excited and I kind of want to move in. And I feel like women and men kind of work together quite uniquely within fashion which um, and within textiles, which I'm quite excited to experience. Right. So the future you're excited about and hopeful for the equity within the that industry. And as you say, in other industries, maybe not so balanced, but for you moving into that world, then hopeful and excited about it. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I can't see from my, I mean, it might change once I'm in the industry, but I really can't see from the time that I've spent studying and learning how to be a designer and then the kind of the snippet that I've had of experience within the industry I really can't see that being a woman's going to hold me back it's just your personality and your kind of skills which are going to be the clear things that defines what opportunities you get instead of your gender. Amelia thank you it's been a real pleasure speaking and good luck with the rest of your studies and that move into the corporate world. Thank you. Welcome Katie 31 years of age So where would you put yourself in that generation, Katie? Being 31 is probably slap bang in the middle of millennial, to be honest. It's there. And there's a lot of stuff I kind of relate to within that generation, I think. And I know it gets a bit of a a bad reputation with millennials, but I think there's a lot of positives that do come with that. And I relate to quite a lot of them. And with those positives, do you see equality being one of those? I do, yeah. It was very much like growing up was the age that the internet started being more accessible to people. We grew up technological revolution, to be honest, and we grew with that. And it was very much an equal opportunities kind of environment. There wasn't anyone that was excluded from the way the world was going. Like personally, it was something I really, really enjoyed. And, you know, I worked quite with quite technological things now, like building an LMS website and it is something that I have true passion in because it's something that I got the opportunity to learn at such a young age and it didn't matter what gender I was and there was nothing really holding me back as as it was with everyone that I grew up with like my age group at school and yeah it was interesting. So as our digital lead you feel as if there's equality within that sort of area and also within the workplace? Yeah, absolutely. It's not something that I've had to, like, thankfully, that I've had to sort of struggle with. And I know that historically it's quite a male-dominated environment, like technology and computers and IT. But I think as I've gotten older and there's more sort of women and people my age have come into that sort of job role, it's not something I face anymore, which is fantastic. Great. So you feel positive about the future for equality for men and women? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, I never had to struggle with with anything at all. I think it's completely equal. Um, I work with a lot of men and a lot of women. There's never been any kind of gap. So you feel that the workplace and the world, from your perspective, is embracing equity? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. I think it's something we find quite exciting as well. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Maureen, welcome. So with 40 years in the corporate world, I'm sure that you've seen you know, a difference in the equality of male and female leaders and just individuals. And I'd love you to be able to share that with us and, and tell us what you've noticed in the past, where you are, what you're seeing today and what your hopes are for the future. 
Yes, it's a long time, isn't it? That makes me feel very old. <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't want to have that impact, but but um, yes, I certainly personally had an experience about twenty years ago being recruited, um, and I was asked by the CEO if I'd ever fired anyone, as if that's the ultimate thing that you should be able to do, and can women fire um, um, people? After two hours, I persuaded this individual that actually. If you get into the point of firing someone, you failed in your whole management of the person, which they accepted at the time. So that was quite a surprise to me that that was actually, and that was a very male oriented, very, you know, you've got to be fire someone, they're not mm. tough enough as a woman to, to do that. But anyway, I, I survived and worked for that company for many years. So that was, um, that was okay. Today I'm seeing a lot of change, a lot of change, and a lot of female leaders, which is fantastic to see. People working out their their position and their and their and their roles. But I do still hear stories, and unfortunately, sometimes it's from women leaders who are now thinking they have to behave in a male way, who are you know being inappropriate in the way they're they're managing people like you know you're going to bugger off on holiday for two weeks so you know what are you doing now type thing and a language that you wouldn't expect to okay. hear inappropriate inappropriate language, language and yep. also inappropriate sentiment people are entitled to their holidays why mm. should that person have that sort of view so very disappointing to still hear that today from female from leaders female leaders okay. who again are thinking they have to behave in a certain way in terms of a male environment, mm. I'm assuming that's where she has learned that sort of behaviour that, you know, leave, it's not to be taken type, mm. you know, passive-aggressive mm. um, Passive, aggressive, yeah, passive comment. aggressive comment like that, that, you know, whereas you earn your leave, and so mm. why shouldn't you take it? Um, so that's disappointing to hear. My hopes for the future, there should be tough conversations, whoever is having them because we need people to develop we need people to learn but appropriate conversations need to be had conversations where it's a two-way exchange so people understand and are learning why they're failing as opposed to being told that they're failing so it should be a, a almost a coaching conversation mm. so to speak where you're actually you can, I could imagine a conversation would be, you know, something's not working. What do we think that's going on? Rather than you did that wrong, you're stupid, you know, you shouldn't have behaved like that. There should be much more of that conversation. I would like to see that so that, that it's a learning, so that we're not command and control type behavior. We're learning how to be better for ourselves, whether you're a male or a female. So not just equity, male, female, the balance and the style and approach, but also equity of power, no matter whether you're male or female. And as I've given examples, both male and female, so I, I do think, I mean, there's been more examples of male power dominating women, but it's definitely, as you're getting more women leaders who are thinking they have to behave like the men behaved, okay. as opposed to being authentic and behave how they want to their values. And I would like to see women adjusting to that and, and learning that actually just because that's what they grew up with, that isn't the way they need to behave. So finding their place about what is the ideal leadership approach yes. rather than being tainted by the old way of leading, a more male-orientated way of and, leading, and command and, and control. what they've experienced, experienced through their through. career. Now yeah. they're coming into leadership, they think that's the appropriate way to behave. Presumably this leader thought that was appropriate for her to send that email. 
um, which was entirely inappropriate. But um, yeah, so I think they've, as there are some women leaders who have learned the wrong way from mm. behavior. Um, and let's hope that they begin to realize that actually, why don't they behave more like they want to behave as opposed to why they should be behave, behaving. Yeah, be themselves. Be themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And you have a daughter who's in the workplace. She is. Are you hopeful for her future in that equality? Yes, yes. And um, she she is completely genuine to herself. I know she is. Um, she does comment that she has a, a, a mentor on speed dial, meaning her mum, which is an advantage. <laughs> but um, I think she she would never... I can't, she's, she's led teams, she's now got a team of, she's just starting a new job, she's got a team of seven people, she just turned 30, and um, I absolutely believe her as a leader will be a genuine, compassionate leader, but a tough leader, because she's in, in um, performance marketing, so it's very metric-led, so mm. when it's going well, it's going well, you can see very clearly when it's not going well, so she's going to have to have tough conversations. But I believe that she will be authentic to herself in how she has those conversations. Good. And learnt a lot from her mum, I'm sure. Yeah, although they don't see you in work, do they? So, so they don't know really what sort of leaders you are. Yeah. But I think hopefully who I am at home is the same person as I take to work. I've always been that sort of person. And, and I saw that in my own father, who also was the same person at work as he was um, at home so you know that's that why do you have to be another person mm. i don't understand why people feel they need to behave differently to who they are just be yourself no matter what gender yeah, exactly. you are exactly. great well great advice maureen thank you, thank you.